Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Laura White is talking to Wesleyan Financial Services Specialist Financial Advisor Simon Cosgrove about pension switching and consolidation. Essentially, that means bringing all the pensions you may have out there all together and potentially moving them to a new provider. There's a bit more to it than that, of course, and Simon and Laura will soon get into the details. Before they do, though, I need to highlight that this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't constitute financial advice. If you want to know more, stay tuned until the end, where I'll tell you how to get in touch with Wesley on Financial Services and its advisors. But for now, I'll hand you over to Simon. And first up, Laura. Just to kick us off then... What is pension switching and is it something all dentists can take advantage of? Um, Yeah, pension switching is transferring your pension from one provider to another. Um, For many people, your pension is is usually either your second biggest financial asset or maybe even your biggest financial asset behind your home. So as a result, it's really important to ensure that it's invested in a fund that's performing well that doesn't have extortionate fees, and it's in line with your attitude to risk. Like most things though, just because you can do it doesn't necessarily mean that you should. So it's it's important that pensions are professionally analyzed and assessed before any switches should be done. It's not something that should be done on a whim. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, what's the difference then between pension switching and pension consolidation? Um, pension switching is is just switching one pension. Pension consolidation is where you're switching a number of pensions, maybe into one. Maybe you've got uh, pensions that you've taken over the years and are with two or three different providers. Uh, you can then put them all into one pot, potentially, and it's, it's just switching them all into one. And what are the advantages and disadvantages of doing that one? I think it's really important at the outset to to make it clear that when we talk about pension switching, we're only talking about personal pensions. We're not talking about the NHS pension. That should be left where it is. That's Even if you leave NHS dentistry, the NHS pension is still the best form of pension saving for NHS dentists. As more and more dentists go private, then eligibility to pay into the NHS pension reduces or completely disappears if they become 100% private. Uh, So many private dentists start to pay into personal pensions to replace what they've lost with with not paying into the NHS pension anymore. So that's the first thing to be aware of. Personal pensions are a really important part of retirement planning for for many private dentists. It can give you a lot more flexibility about when you can retire. At the moment, the earliest age that you can access any personal pension in the UK is 55. 2028, that's changing to 57. If you access the NHS pension before the normal age for whichever scheme that you're a member of, then the NHS pension benefits can be reduced. There's an actuarial reduction factor that's in there. So many private dentists can use their personal pension funds to allow them to reduce the number of days that they work as they approach retirement, just to help them ease into retirement. Got a number of principals who have sold their practices 
still working a few days a week in the practice as an associate just to just to ease the handover but they use their personal pensions to top up the income to to the level that they need um and then they access their nhs pensions a little bit later on when the the penalties have either reduced or completely disappeared so personal pensions are vital uh, in retirement planning and over the years, I've met hundreds of dentists who've got personal pensions. They've been investing them for, for years. And most of them have got thousands, even hundreds of thousands of pounds invested in them. And probably about 99% of the people that I've seen have no idea what fund they're invested in, what risk category the fund is, or what the charges associated with the fund are. And this is one of their biggest assets. So analyzing potential pension switches is something that I do a lot of. And a lot of the time, the right advice for the client is to keep the pension where it is. If it's performing well, if they're comfortable with the risk profile, if the charges are providing value for money, there's no reason to switch it. It's not something to be done just because you can. Many times, the right advice is to switch the pension. So that could be because uh, it's in a higher risk category than the client's comfortable with make charges particularly expensive, the fund could be performing poorly. There's also other re reasons to switch, such as if the clients had dreadful customer service from the provider, I've, I've had to switch pensions a number of times because of that. Um, so the benefit of a potential pension switch is just ensuring that one of your biggest assets is invested and performing as well as possible in an environment that you're comfortable with. And there's even benefits just to investigating a potential switch, even if the right thing is to stay where, where you are, because the worst that can happen is that you know exactly where you're invested, how it's performing, and it's in the right place for your retirement objectives. So in, even investigating a potential pension switch is a win-win is a situation. That's really interesting. So anything relating to pension sounds pretty complex. What's the actual process and how difficult is it to do if, if, well, for both switching or consolidating? From a client's perspective, it's a really simple process. So I ask my clients to sign a letter of authority. So that just allows me to approach their existing provider. And it just, I can just get all the required information from the existing pension company as a result. That's all that is at the moment. It's just permission to get the information. It's not permission to switch the pension. So that just allows us to, to do the investigation. When we receive the information back from the provider, it's then analyzed. And then the result comes back on a traffic light basis. So if it comes back as a red light, it means the pension shouldn't be switched. It's in the right place. It's absolutely fine where it is. If it comes back as an amber light, it means that there's, there's some reasons to switch and there's some reasons not to switch. So the final decision is made uh, through a conversation with me as the advisor and my client to say, well, what exactly are we looking for? Are we, are we okay with the service standards? Do you need ongoing advice on the pension? There's all other factors that can come in at that stage as well. And obviously a green light means that the pensions should be switched. Perhaps the, the charges are, are too expensive, etc. Whatever the result, I then present the findings to my client. And if the right advice is for them to switch, it's just a case of completing a short form, which is then sent to the existing provider and then the pension is switched over. So from a client perspective, it's really simple. Sign a letter of authority, give them permission to approach them and then fill a form in to say, yes, I'd like to. 
there's no stage at which the client has to contact their existing provider themselves or to have an awkward conversation about why they're looking to to transfer. Okay, so is this a process that dentists just try to undertake on their own or something that they can do? What difference does it make having a financial advisor help with the process? I think you mentioned in your previous question that pensions are complex. They are. I mean, pensions and pension switching in particular, accessing pensions, these are all heavily regulated areas because there's so many pitfalls that an unsuspecting pension investor could fall foul of. So it is essential that a financial advisor is involved in the process. The analysis has got to be undertaken by a trained professional because there's so many things, there's so many projections and rules around pensions. You've got to ensure that the right decision is made. So as we, as I said earlier, pension is one of the two biggest financial assets that people have. You may need it to provide you with funds to maintain your standard of living for what could be 25 years or more in retirement. So I guess the question is, would you want to risk making an incorrect pension switching decision about that? That's a fair point. Have you got any further thoughts about the whole process? I, I don't think enough people are aware of it. I think that that's one of the problems or aware that they can do it or they think it's too complicated. I think it's a question of it's certainly investigate, know exactly where you're invested. And know that it's going to meet your objectives because everyone's retirement looks different. Some people are happier at home. Some people want to travel a lot. So just make sure that whatever you have, whether it's the NHS pension, whether it's personal pensions, that they are going to meet your expected objective and standard of living in retirement. And that's where pension switching can come into it. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, We'll have to have you on the podcast again soon. And that's our show for this week. Thank you to Laura and Simon. If after listening to that, you think you could do with some expert financial advice around your pensions or any other matters, go to wesleyan.co.uk where you can book a no-obligation appointment with one of our specialist financial advisors. To learn more about Wesleyan, you can find us on Twitter, StrokeX, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, LinkedIn. And if you found what you've heard here useful, you can like and subscribe to us on all the usual podcast platforms. <laughs>